0: what have you been up to have you been skating
1: i have been skating a little bit more i finally got to a good schedule so i have some days off and so on good days i am able to finally go skating which is incredible (laughs) um yeah i don't know it's been tricky because with my days off i have to you know Resp- like adult responsibilities and then I have school and then like roller sk- like roller skating I have to like plan that specific time block out for me and it's like a mental health kind of thing too so I'm like okay no one talk to me I'm going <laughs> roller skating so I don't know it's been it's been really nice to be able to go back and skate a little bit and I don't know it's funny like going to the skate park because I'm now like kind of in this Phase where I'm like okay I'm an introvert kind of like skating where I just kind of like want to skate by myself right now not like too much with friends and like I don't really want to talk to people at the skate park because it's kind of like going to the gym a little bit just a little that's how I kind of see it and I'm like okay this is my time I don't have a lot of time in the week everyone just like but I do love my skate park friends. So it's kind of where I'm at with my skating, but what about you? Um, yeah,
0: I've been like slowly, but surely getting back to the park um, and just working on little bit by little bit, like feeling comfortable with what I'm doing. I feel like the physio that I'm doing right mm-hmm. now has been way more helpful than what I was doing before. Um, so I'm feeling like some good stability in there. And I feel like this time around, because this isn't my first rodeo with like recovery, <laughs> um, I
1: yeah. <laughs> once you go yeah, around once, I you go, you I God. feel like I have a
0: better <laughs> understanding this time of like the mental capacity needed to that it, almost like that needs to happen more so than even just like the tricks and stuff and like getting back to like like I can ease yeah. into all of that and do just little things here and there and get myself comfortable again and I feel really comfortable like doing my slides and half cabs and like stalls and all the things I am doing but it's like now also I kind of work more on the mental aspect when I'm there of like like just trying to I don't even know that it's meditative I'm just more aware of the fact that that there's a mental block and that's going to be there more than like a physical block so just working on doing that. But yeah. And then, and then aside from that, just uh, coaching derby and getting ready for a tournament at the end of the month and playing derby. And that's uh, what we're here today to talk about. You want to learn all about
1: roller derby. Yes. Yeah, you're the expert in this subject. I'll probably be asking you both of the questions. Yeah, you'll uh, we'll have to uh,
0: keep a timestamp and check here because it's really, really easy to ramble on, and there's a lot to learn. Yes. <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of like true passion for sure. So I'll uh, I'll keep my answers in check.
1: Oh, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> no, we, we want to hear it all. We want to hear it all. I guess you're the guest oh, this yeah. episode, Danielle. Um, all right, I guess I'll kick it off. Do you want to tell us about derby? What is derby? Yeah, to you? Uh.
0: I mean, <laughs> I think like, yeah, super big, but no, it's good. Um, I feel like, like a lot of people's skating journeys, whether they got into like, just dance skating or park skating or anything, um, derby for a lot of people can, uh, come at a time in their life when they really needed it most and and for me that was certainly true um i had moved across the country and i went to college and i did all you know i was doing all the things and now being on my own and being an adult or like becoming into being an adult and um i still don't feel like an adult but um yeah yeah just kind of having a point in my life and being like something's really missing and realizing like i had done sports since i was 3 And since I moved out and started college and, you know, you're on your own and have to like find these things on your, like a sport or something to be involved in on your own, it's not like through a school program or like through your parents encouraging you to like do something for the summer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I, I really needed something to do. And I always knew that I would be good at the sport, but I was like more so curious about who the people were who were involved because that's I was struggling kind of finding my people at the time and finding how I was going to fit into this town that I live in when I didn't really align with how uh the not everybody but just like where I live everybody's like oh it's very hippie it's very like you know yeah like hippie and you gotta shop at the co-op and you gotta eat tofu and be vegan and all this kind of stuff and I was just like I'm never gonna be that way like where are my people and I'm like maybe I can't even live here right and um when I joined Derby then then there were my people, <laughs> a little more rough around the edges, you know, a little yeah. bit more laid back. And, and it's just blossomed into like a huge, huge passion for me and really just brought me into everything else that I do for skating. So yeah, that's what. Jeremy oh, I love me.
1: that. So I got, I have to ask you, cause like, I know a lot of people, especially me, I, I have anxiety. Um, How did you get over that hump of, okay, I'm going to take this step? Like, for you personally, I'm going to take this step. I'm going to go into the sport. Yeah, I I
0: feel to that degree, I, and it was so long ago, I've played for 11 years now. So I'm going to have to try and, like, teleport back for a moment. Um, Mm -hmm. I never really had a problem, like, being around people, but I do become very introverted when i play sports but i'm a very like extroverted person on the daily so it's kind of a weird dynamic for me to get into um i think once i like went and i met the people who were involved and i was like okay like i can vibe with these people like i feel i feel like we could hang out and be friends like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do it so um there were, yeah, I was just, you know, there's no obligation to really stay if you're not, if you're not into it. I mean, of course they're always looking for people to commit and like stay long-term, but I mean, you're an adult at any point, if you got to go, you got to go. So, uh, there's no problem for me jumping in, but it definitely took like a couple of seasons for me to really come out of my shell around these people. Um, um, because I was playing with so many like strong women who were so sure of themselves and even though I was that way growing up and when I was in my hometown and when I was around all my friends and family when I moved across the country that kind of gets taken away from you because all of a sudden you're like oh my god I have to make friends like what does that even mean and how do I act and like where do I hold my hands like I
1: don't know yeah no really he's just trying to fit in oh man i don't i mean i don't have much like experience with actually playing Derby because like i did two different it's gonna call them like terms where i did the crash course of it but always at the end it's like a curse of mine i just something always comes up and then i always have to pull out right before the test um it's like i don't know with my experience like going into it because when i went um to my first derby meeting. I remember I took my mom, I had a bob at the time. I was a freshman in college. This was like 2018, 2019. So COVID not happened yet. Everyone's still icky (laughs) and gross. Um, I'm just joking. I, I remember just being so nervous and I had my moxie lollies on with these gummy wheels and I went in and I have a video of me somewhere just like skating around. With this helmet on, just like looking so janky. <laughs> and, um, I remember it, it was one of um, it was like it's a prized memory of mine because I remember I loved it so much. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this commitment. Cause for me, at that time, um, it was I believe a 40 minute drive oh, wow. to get up there. It was like a, for me, it was a big commitment, and I was like I said, I was going to college at that time, and so. With the weeks to come, I fell in love with it, I kept going, I kept going, but then my schoolwork needed some assistance, and I had to, like, choose, okay, do I go take this final, or do I go Mm -hmm. play a roller derby? So, I mean, at the end, I think... I mean, it was a great experience, but I feel like the time commitment for me at that point was not great. But for someone with anxiety, the community like welcomed me in so much that I wanted to come back. And that's like that's like me saying something like, Okay. Cause usually like when I walk in my room, I like, mean yeah, they're gonna like yeah. this or I'm not gonna like this. But everyone was like, Oh my gosh, like who are you? And I'm me being like the tiniest little stick figurine at that time. I was like, Huh oh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, and even, like, when I joined, um, what was it, a year, two years ago? Oh, my gosh, now I'm starting to feel old. Um, <laughs> it was in my hometown because they, like, took a break or something. I can't remember what happened with it, but they weren't doing it for a minute. Then they finally, like, reinitiated it. I remember going. It was in, like, a public gym, and everyone was so nice and I loved it so much um but at that point my PCL was still torn and so hitting the ground was just not in the cards for me so that's why I stopped going but same experience different people yeah a
0: lot of people like when you ask them what they love most about derby it is the community of people and when you do get in the mix of it and you go away for like a weekend and you have like the true derby experience of of like you know the traveling there and then the day of whether it's like a tournament or just a game and then the after party and then like the travel home like there's just so much bonding experience and just something that like especially adults miss out on quite a bit now and if you were like kind of a social butterfly in school like i used to like to just go to school to like just socialize (laughs) and like um you know
1: yeah and i mean
0: (laughs) even even the most introverted people like we are social creatures right so and and i find that a lot of time and I can't speak for every team because of course there's so many and there's so many different like demographics around the world and I've heard stories here and there about different teams but for the most part like a lot of local kind of smaller home teams like the dynamic is very welcoming and there's no judgment and everybody knows like you're starting from square one and even though they're skating amazing and look crazy and are so strong like striding from one side of the track to the next like they were bambi on ice when they showed up their first time too so everybody has gone through that same kind of process um to like build themselves up to the skill level that they're at so it's just like and and for it's so exciting and i've seen this now teaching and like having had gone through like having other rookies come in and stuff like i get to see the excitement of my rookies from last year getting excited to teach the rookies this year because they're like oh my god i know how to do the thing let me show you how to do the thing and then they're like sharing with other people and you can see that like builds them up and and makes them feel good too
1: i love that i've only like i've only witnessed this well funny story um Let's try to keep it short, uh, at center of mine, a roller skating rink offered me to do skating lessons, um, for anyone that wanted to join. So I went to the park. It was one day just to see like who would come. And, um, there was only one person that showed up, which was honestly really funny. Um, and later, you know, we had a great time. She finally dropped in. and I got to witness that It was such a great moment. um, Later when I joined that league, me and her, like, kept looking at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I know you, I know you, like, and finally I'm like, oh my gosh, I, draw, like, I taught you how to draw them, <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, I'm um, like, well, teach me how to derby because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, I only know I go in a circle. Uh, um, anyway, so it was, it was a cool experience, but I mean, that's so much fun that you got to, like, you've done probably a few rounds of coaching by this point, I right? definitely
0: took it on. I didn't want to coach. Like, I love to be coached mm-hmm. and I I never really wanted to coach, <laughs> but I kind of like, it was either I take it on or we don't have a team. So, I did. And now that I've done it a little bit more and I'm more comfortable doing it and I feel uh, my imposter syndrome of coaching is gone (laughs) now. um, It's super, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I still really like being coached and, and being with skaters of similar or better skill level than me, but it's, it's really fun. Um, And everybody's pretty appreciative of, my coaching, like, I get good feedback from my teammates, so that's exciting.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I bet. I have no doubt about that. Um, I wanted to ask you, so, like, how would you say, I mean, when a beginner comes to derby, how do you feel like they can, like, prepare to come to derby? Because, like, for me, when I first went to that first derby meet in 2016, I went, I'm like, okay, we're going to be around this track, just skating all the time. Um no, halfway through that, they did a full on workout after like off floor my skinny ass body. <laughs> was doing crunches that never existed. Um so what would you give to like how would you prepare someone to come to their first derby? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's
0: no two ways about it. Um whether you're recreationally skating or going to join derby, um it's going to check you. Like you're going to get checked and like realize that oh maybe I have you know maybe I'm not as strong as I thought I was I think people kind of underestimate it because you're on wheels and maybe they think it's a little effortless but you will work up a sweat just like skating Mm -hmm. around so my best tips for anybody who is thinking about joining derby and wants to get ahead of the game would be to embrace yoga Um, I think the mind-body connection that you gain from yoga, along with the flexibility and stability aspects, but really the mind-to-body connection will be super useful when a coach is trying to explain to you how to maneuver to do, like, a plow stop and how to do crossovers and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really take up yoga right away. Um, but again, I you know, I was a gymnast growing up, all that kind of stuff. So I always had that, but it certainly elevated my derby game when I did start doing yoga. Um, and another thing would be ankle strength. Um, it's going to give you, you know, everybody feels hesitant and kind of weak and like scared, um, turning their foot to like do stops and stuff and like putting pressure on them and that can be kind of like an intimidating feel so the more and and to that end um derby's kind of played on one foot so you're 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 striding yeah like you're striding right and as you push back you need to be able to balance on one foot and then you then you stride and you're balancing on one foot and then there's moments where you're like kind of Put, you know, you're maneuvering back and forth all the time like this on the track. And you need to be able to shift your weight from one side to the next with force and, like, quickly. So the more ankle strength you could build up and the more stability on one foot and both feet, not just one foot, but, like, both feet but singular, that's going to be huge, too. Um, And, of course, squats. You are going to hear... I don't care what league you're in and what part of the country you're in or what part of the world you're in you are going to consistently be told to get low get low get low get low get low, get low. and it's not just uh it's not just a saying <laughs> it's because it literally helps you yeah it it's literally real. helps you for that explosive power that you're going to need when you play the game um and if you don't load yourself by bending and getting low with your knees and your butt (laughs) uh and and it makes everything easier like it does and and if you fall then you're closer to the ground
1: (laughs) it's true i can say that like in my little baby experience of derby every single time that i went um they uh, taught me pretty much the proper is the word, ergonomics or body position, we'll just say. And it honestly improved my skating, like, skating so much. It was insane. Especially, like, jumping, for example. I was always kind of a high jumper before I, I had that surgery. But after, like, they taught me, okay, you gotta, <laughs> the whole body, not just the legs. I think I jumped, like, almost a foot higher because of it. And even, like, with the strides, too, um i found that i was able to clear a lot more obstacles because of how because when i first started skating um a lot of the time i would just push and flick my foot out uh, so much and um Once I joined derby and they taught me, okay, this is how you get your power stride. This is how you get your power stride. You gotta put all four wheels on the ground. My turns are faster, my strides are faster. And it honestly didn't wear me out as much because I was doing the right mo like the right movement. So even if you're not like, even if you're a park skater or even a dance skater, I still recommend derby because you can still learn, okay, this is the proper way of how to move your body like on a proper flat surface. And
0: powerfully move your body, right? Like you said, like you, you notice so much power and so much more strength. And it's because in Derby, the proper stance and the proper way we teach to push into our legs starts with your upper body and your core muscles. So it's engaging all of that, which, you know, even if you got big thick legs like a lot of derby players do it's still like half the size of your core muscles and your body so if you can engage all those core muscles then press the core muscles down into your legs then your legs down into your feet like that's where all your power is coming from and like that's just science so learn science uh, balance on one foot, do
1: lots of squats, and take up yoga. <laughs> yes. That's how you get into it. Or yeah, that's prepare, how you prepare, prepare for derby. Ooh. Okay, let's see here. Oh, I should also say, talking about derby and the benefits that it can actually help you with, they taught me how to fall properly, which is funny because uh, a few weeks, I think a month after that second round, I tore my PCL. Um, but... They did teach me how to fall properly onto the sides, onto the knees properly. And also one I want to mention is not having your thumbs out like that. You want to keep them in. So no broken fingers.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like falling small too, so you don't like sprawl out and take out a bunch of other people who might be around you. Um yeah, keeping the keeping your hands and your face protected. Right, because when you fall in derby, all of a sudden you're around a bunch of other people's skates on the floor and you don't and you don't wanna like get your fingers run over, um, and you don't wanna get like kicked in the face or anything. So falling small and using and that's where, you know, it's gonna be different for people who are coming up street skating who aren't wearing pads, like you're going to not want to fall on your knees, of course, because you don't have any padding there. Um, so you might always be kind of falling to the sides, which is also good. But I find sometimes in those moments, you put your hand out, like you put your arm out and you might be more susceptible to like a broken wrist or a broken collarbone even um i see that a lot in dirt biking and the industry i work in is people put their hand down and then it jolts here and that's how you end up like breaking your collarbone and stuff sometimes too so being able to like turtle because you have all this padding on is super helpful (laughs)
1: Oh, if someone
0: wanted to watch Derby, where would they go? There's a really good place to watch Derby, and that's WFTDA.com and, or wftda TV, and you can find it all on YouTube, and it's the Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Association, um, and those are kind of like the NHL of Derby. Um, it's all it's all coming back and they have some really great footage but i find games from i think like 2017 and 2018 if you can go watch the championship games from those years um the the filming is really good it's up high the level of skating is really high um so watching high level derby in comparison to maybe going to a hometown boat that has like a b-level team um you, everything's a little slowed down and you can watch it. Uh, and then on top of that, there's announcers and they're announcing what's going on. Um, if you're just joining Derby or wanting to join Derby, like watching Derby is so, 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 so beneficial because it's one thing to be at practice and be learning all these things. It's another thing to kind of stand back and like watch it happen and learn about it and with our with my rookies we'll have watch parties and we'll slow down the playback speed to 0.7 times speed on youtube so that so that you can actually catch what's going on <laughs> because it's very fast yeah, and there's yeah. a lot going on all at it's once very fast not that you're not that they're skating fast per se derby should be played slow and you will see that at higher levels mm-hmm. um but again there's like there's so much going on all at once so wftda.com or wftda on youtube would be the best bet for people to go and watch some high level derby it's like the nhl of
1: roller derby <laughs> Well, and, I mean, I, I don't know anyone, but I feel like it would be a great opportunity for someone out there, if you're listening, to make a channel of, hey, let's break down all of these derby videos. Let's see what's actually happened. Um, so I remember doing that. I pulled up the, some of you, like, past games, because I was like, I need to learn these rules. I'm, little like, feeling overwhelmed. This is so much. Um, and, like, for me, I am very selective hearing, I should say. And so I'm like, I am not going to hear when they want me out. Um, so, watching those games helped out a lot. Um, but I still felt a little bit overwhelmed. You know how someone would, like, go about, like, understanding the rules, when to, you know, pay attention to the ref? Like, what, what would you say it your advice is? It honestly
0: for took me about four years to finally feel calm <laughs> on the track. And that uh-huh. really came when I started. A, I got a lot of game time in, which I which I was very thankful for. So I did get to play a lot. But the, like, sporadicness of, like, what, what's going on? Where should I be? Who should I be with? Like, what's happening? Speaking of not hearing getting called penalties, I, like, didn't. The first time I was getting called for penalties, like, I didn't hear it at all. And, of course, there's more lenience with yeah. rookies. They're not going to be, like, they're not going to. Give you as high of a penalty as they would in hired derby if you weren't listening, um, yeah. But there's no real magic way <laughs> to make the chaos seem calm other than
1: play, okay. other that's than okay. just yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> Other
0: than just play, and and the more you learn the rules, the more you learn what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um. Another thing that I did when I was starting out and, and started playing with like my full team instead of just like my little rookie scrimmages, um, is I would pick like one thing to do, like one skill to do. And like, if I did that, then my time on the track was successful. So there's something called bridging where you are the person bridging a gap between players spreading out so that people can remain and play so for like the first year I was like if I could just be good at bridging like then I'm doing a good job because it's super helpful for my team so that my teammates can continue to engage and play and and stay in play and I'm just gonna bridge and all I have to do is watch that I'm keeping everybody within 10 feet of each other
1: (laughs) no that's a really great recommendation honestly like like for me i grew up playing soccer and i was like okay i'm really good at goal i'm really good at defender but i know for a fact that i will not ever be a forward for anyone that knows soccer terms um so i feel like once you break down the game into roles that helps out a-, a ton i'm glad you said something about that <laughs> do you want to go ahead and explain how the game is played okay Roller derby, most roller derby that
0: you'll see today is called flat track roller derby. So it's played in gymnasiums, in arenas, and it's just played on a flat track. Um, there are two teams and you can have about 14 people on the bench for each team. The, the game is played in two minute increments called jams. So if people are familiar with hockey, it's kind of like a shift in hockey. But um, anyway, so they're called jams. And during a jam, each team fields four blockers and one jammer. So there's a total of eight blockers and two jammers on the track when the game starts. Okay, the whistle blows and the blockers are simultaneously playing offense and defense at the same time. They're trying to hold back. opposing jammer while allowing their jammer to get through. Um, So the jammers go and they you can tell which ones they are because they wear a star on their helmet. Um, They try and make their way through the pack of skaters which is all those blockers and the first one out is deemed the lead jammer and they can then End the jam at any point by tapping their hips and calling it off and they'll do that for strategic reasons if the jammers don't call it off or if the lead jammer gets a penalty then the jam has to run for two minutes and after that two minutes the refs will blow whistles and then the jam ends There's 30 seconds and then another two minute jam is going to start. So usually all those players will go off and then a fresh set of players will go onto the track.
1: Oh man, would you consider yourself more of a blocker or a jammer?
0: Um, I often get put more as a jammer because a lot of people are quite intimidated by that position. Um, And I just find it really fun because you are the, the jammers are the people scoring the points. So once they've got out on their initial pass, so once they break through all the blockers and get out, whether lead or not, they have to go all the way around the track and then come back into the pack of skaters. And then now they're on a scoring pass and every time they pass an opposing player's hips, they get a point they're only going to get up to four points until they break away from the entire pack and skate around the track again. And then they can get another four points. So often people think that the jammers are very targeted, <laughs> which they are because they're yes, the people scoring yes. the points. So
1: Step yes. For but, <laughs> but
0: if your blockers are doing their job correctly, then you should have good offense and you should have help as well. So I, I really love blocking, um, because I've jammed so much now, I feel like I'm able to predict earlier than people who don't jam where the jammer is going to go, because that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I, I can I can see the play happening as a jammer while I'm blocking. So yeah. I feel like I have that advantage when I'm blocking. But again, a lot of teams don't have a lot of people as confident in jamming. Um, mm-hmm. So I tend to take on a jammer role.
1: <laughs> no, that's good. Someone has to do it. Get it done. I mean, I love blocking. Um but like for me because of my size, I would say that I get put more as a jammer even though I don't have the most like cardiovascular system to handle that. Um but yeah, I did a- I was able to experience being a jammer I think twice and it was honestly some of the most fun I've ever had in derby. Um they were just scrimmage games so it's nothing crazy. <laughs> I fell a lot. Uh but um Being a blocker, it was fun, too, but like I said, because of my size, I felt like I couldn't, like, deliver, but keep in mind, too, that I was only in Derby for, like, maybe a total of three months in my life, so let's keep that in mind. (laughs) The
0: coolest thing about Derby too, is no matter your size or height or anything like that, there, you're going to find what you're good at and you're going to use it to your advantage. So really small people, really quick people you know, can be very agile and quick and like sneaky and kind of take that like one inch that you leave them on the line. Um, and then bigger skaters, it, you know, if they're confident and and not dropping their speed and keeping up that and can hit legally, then you're going in and you can you can bulldoze your way through if you have to. <laughs>
1: it's true and let me tell you it's not a good time when you get so when
0: (laughs) so when you're learning to block always keep your head on a swivel and know what's happening around you because if you're just staring one way you're probably getting smoked
1: (laughs) the other side no 100 percent. i remember we had this girl she was like six foot tall i have no idea where she came from like whoever that woman is. Um but she was like six foot tall and I remember being practicing blocks and she just came full swivel around and I was like <laughs> yeah. I remember her just shooting straight through and there I went and like I even knew it was coming to her. I was like I'm not even gonna try this to stability like just take me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. happening. Um but yeah no there's definitely a place for everyone and it doesn't, like, matter the age, too. There's always, like, I've seen people in, like, their 40s, and I want to see a person in their Yeah, 50s. totally. I want to say that, but I'm not 100% yeah. sure. Um And then there's also kids' leagues, which is yeah. awesome. I've never experienced one of those, so I don't have much feedback on that.
0: And there's... And there's like women's leagues and there's open gender teams. So I play on an open gender team and I play um, with male identifying players and big men. I've played against some pretty big dudes and everybody's like, oh my gosh, like, isn't that terrifying? And I'm like, honestly, no, like, <laughs> like,
1: no, I, I would say it makes more once, fun. Almost, yeah. And once game, you're probably.
0: confident in what you're doing, like people can't hit you vindictively There's also ways to avoid somebody coming in for a big hit and you get low, right? Like the lower you get, the less they can throw off your center of gravity. Um, And so you can use a lot of it to your advantage too. I personally love when I play a game, um, if there's somebody who looks fairly intimidating right off the bat, uh, as soon as I have the opportunity, I go for them first. I just test the waters. So I'm like,
1: let's just see. Let me just right, see what I. Everyone, listen to that. <laughs> I'm like, let me just see what I'm working with here. Like, Danielle has a personal <laughs> vendetta against you, which is No resting the yeah. chases.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I can ask my teammates. Like, okay, like I tried to move them, I cannot. So I need you. I need two people to go and remove that person from the track for me, so I can do my thing.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> okay, so one thing I wanted to ask you because you kind of talked on it about our on our lad uh, last podcast um, with Hell's Gate are some things that you'd like to see in the roller derby community. Like, what are just some things that you wish or forthcoming yeah I'm
0: it it wasn't so much I think in the U.S. but up here in Canada we definitely had like a dip in Derby and we have and there's now a resurgence of teams coming back together so I think that's really fantastic um I would just love to see more people get into it and not even playing it. I would like to see it broadcast more. I would like to see the, I would just like to see more, uh, spectate, like more spectators. Um, I recently went to like a local hockey game and I'm like, man, if all these people can be here on a Friday night watching this, like, this isn't even that exciting. <laughs> like they should they should come to a derby game. And I know and I know where I live that's just a bit of a matter of um um we don't have a venue space to make it happen all the time and we don't really have the population that like the states has and stuff but I would just love to see yeah more more people spectating it. It was on ESPN Um, when we went to champs in like 2017 or 2018 in Portland to watch it, um, I think it was on ESPN. The thing when, the thing when it starts to get into those types of worlds is there's a lot more red tape that you have to get like cut. So, all of a sudden somebody like Mary Fagdalen couldn't have their name on ESPN because they didn't want the word fag being on, on the TV. Like, so where Derby is like, we are made up of those types of people. Like we are made up of free spirits and people calling each other the most ridiculous derby names and silly things and we don't want to be like pigeonholed into having to follow all these rules but then on the flip side because of that it keeps us very grassroots and it's very hard to build it up as like a bigger entity and get more people excited about it, which in turn would bring more people into playing. So yeah, I would just like to see more education around the sport because again, I still get a lot of people who think it's like Sundays back in the seventies when they watched it on TV and it was like basically fake
1: wrestling at that point. (laughs) Yeah. No, honestly, like, I mean, for me, my introduction to Derby I mean, it was kind of a mix because I saw it on YouTube when I was looking up other skating videos because that's how I got into roller skating. I didn't, like, pay too much attention to it. And then I watched the movie Whip It, like, the OG roller skating movie, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of fun. And then years later down the line, that's my education. So I'm hoping that, like, there'll be more, I don't know, more media coverage, like you're saying, but, like... I don't know, more like type of media that inspires people to join it. Yeah. And, 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 and embraces
0: what it is. And I've played a lot of sports growing up, you know, as a gymnast, I did soccer, I've done all the volleyball, I've done all these other things and derbies just, there's something special about it that I, and I think it can be that grassroots feel it's very much run by the players for the players, um, so everybody who's involved is there because they love it so much. It's not just like the thing to do, um, or they played at some point, but it's, it brings in a lot of, uh, eclectic people, a lot of like misfit type people, you know, you're, you're not, you, you go to a derby game, you don't see your typical athlete, but you see this like group of mixed match type people doing this amazing sport and with, a, with amazing athleticism. And then you talk to them after and you find out like they're a fucking doctor, like, or they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you no, know, they come real. from real. the most <laughs> like different walks of life and it's amazing. And we just all seem to form under one roof and bond over this, amazingly intricate detailed sport that we think is fun to just put wheels on our feet and smash into each other
1: (laughs) no honestly like for me like with my age group I feel like I don't know every time I talk to people about derby how do I word this like correctly just so I don't sound, like, sexist or any of that, because <laughs> I'm from Utah. I wish that more uh, of my age group, the early 20s females, would get into it because a lot of the times, you know, guys are going to the gym, they're playing basketball, they're playing football. But I'm like, ladies, there is a sport for you. You don't have to just go to hot Pilates and yoga on every Saturday. There's other things. Yes, there's rock climbing, but, like, there's more there's more substance (laughs) it's not a trendy
0: sport like it's not a trendy person's sport so it's kind of hard and I've and I've battled with that um trying to keep my league alive where I live how am I going to cater to these people how am I going to show them that this is a friggin amazing thing to come and do when they're the type of people who are just like you know crafting for hours at home on the weekend and they could probably give two shits about my social media posts that I put out so it's a very interesting line and I'm like how do I recruit like I can't go to the bar on a Friday because those aren't the people who are interested in derby I need to like go to the library on a Wednesday and like talk just talk to people or like literally what I started doing is I will just like I will just, like, talk to anybody. I'm like, hey, like, oh, hi, how are you? How's your day going? Like, oh, have you ever considered playing roller derby? If I, like, it, it worked out really yeah, good on yeah. Halloween. We skated around, and I just talked to a whole bunch of different types of people. Um, and that was a really uh-huh. good time. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because, yeah, like I say, it's not, it's not a trendy, you know, girly pop kind of thing. But it's not it's not even the same. If you get a little bit of hockey players. We get hockey players and figure skaters are really good at roller derby. Um they end up being really agile and really twinkly toes on their toe stops and stuff. So that's really awesome, but yeah, it's been an interesting one for me to ha- how how do I how do I draw in the type of people I know are going to like absolutely love this sport.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like I mean I can only talk from my experience, but like, for example, I'm going to an all girls school right now and there are girls that do cheer and they do whatever the thing is with the poles and all the dance and all the other sports. And you can tell that they're very athletic. And I'm like, Hey, I got something for you. Just come. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you can tell that they want to like, but I think that honestly it's just, Like, when it comes down to it, it's just not trendy. There's not enough enough
0: education
1: around it. It is is a full-contact sport.
0: A lot of response I get is, oh my god, I could never, I will die, I will get hurt, I will do this, I will do that. I'm like, first of all, I see more people getting hurt at the ski hill. Like, you're fine. Whatever other activity you're involved in has pretty much just as much risk. Um, We don't just throw you to the wolves. Like, you literally have to go through a learning process and a level up process. And sometimes some teams and leagues have actual um, testing that they put you through in order to be like considered benchmarked. Yep. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I... exactly.
0: <laughs> <Twice>. <laughs> but that's why this year I took a, I took a quite a different approach and I do see this happening more now and people offering learn to skate programs And it has nothing to do with derby. It's just come and learn to roller skate and learn the basics. And then once they do that, you can be like, I like, we like to play Sherby. So shoe derby, you take your skates off and play it on your shoes. And once you kind of get people to knock into each other a little bit like that, anybody who is like riled up by that like primal instinct coming out in them of like a little bit of contact with people then those are the people who are going to come back
1: (laughs) no really honestly that's a great idea on i might i might try that um yeah i don't know i really hope that more people come and join in there's more education because i feel like there is a huge possibility for it i mean for heaven's sakes if pickleball could become trendy (laughs) like like yeah yeah i saw those damn things i mean i don't play pickleball i've never played pickleball maybe it's a great experience but i saw them at target the other day for like three bucks and i'm like this is popular like guys we are failing uh there's a hel- and i
0: haven't truly experienced it too much but there's actually a-, a hilarious rivalry between roller derby players and pickleball players and it's oh my and- gosh there is like sign me up <laughs> and i think I think and I might be wrong, but I think it was coming hot into the box podcast that made they might have made yeah. like a shirt or something about it. It's so funny. But basically, the the oh rivalry gosh. is that um, they use the same types of space to practice and play in that we do. And because it tends to be a heavily white male dominated sport as as what I've heard right I'm not as educated but that's what I've heard they tend to get their way more often and tend to squeeze leagues and teams out of their practice spaces so it's
1: we gotta target the wives yeah (laughs) exactly sorry (laughs) So, so
0: it's been, it's been interesting because that's pretty new and that kind of came up and went hard, but yeah, there is uh if you look into it, you'll, you'll have a little giggle. There is a little rivalry between the two sports.
1: <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to join this petition. Um, no, like for real, you make a great point. Cause I've noticed that. I mean, I mean, I live in Utah, the most white state in America, um, but uh, yeah, there's pickle like pickle pickle ball courts everywhere, and there's like, I think my derby teams, both of them. I mean, one of them up in Salt Lake, which is the more established one, I believe that's the Wasatch Derby. I can't remember Wasatch Rollers, something like that. Um, they were always like pennies for pennies, trying to keep the space. Because it was just, like, a large warehouse. And, I mean, it's gorgeous for, like, roller derby. We love it. There's benches, everything. It's a great roller derby space. But they had to, like, you know, try to keep it alive over there. And then the one down where I live, they've always, like, struggled to find a space. And when they found a space, which I started going, um, they also had to fight for it, too. And then I believe... That they even try to contact our local um, skating ring to like be like, hey, can we please just like have some time to just practice here? And they're like, no, sorry. So it's like it's a constant struggle, which is so sad. A lot of leagues experience that.
0: There is. Um, the high level team in Portland called Rose City, and they actually own their space, and they are like the creme de la creme players, like Lauren Much. You know, uh, she's on that team, and like they're like the creme de la creme. They've existed for twenty years this year, and they don't even have like heat sometimes in their building. <laughs> so, it is. It's interesting why. And, and I still think it's because we don't take shit and we don't, and we have a lot of strong opinions. And when you get on boards and things like that, there is, there's a lot of logistics that go into running Derby, but at the same time, we don't want to like sell out. Like nobody wants to sell out and like give in to get these huge sponsorships from, pepsi or espn or whatever because all of a sudden they're gonna get capped with a bunch of rules on how they're supposed to act and talk and do this and do that and that's just like not what derby's about so yeah it's very it's a very interesting thing um and then it's also like again a lot of people Maybe not as like, you know, well off or, you know, they're just doing their thing and they're just paying their dues and they're spending all their money on roller skate stuff. And then to ask for money as an adult for a sport that a lot of people don't understand, like the fundraising aspect of it, beca- can be challenging as well. So again, that's why that's why when you ask me what I want to see for derby, um, do I want to see more derby teams? Absolutely. Like, do I want to see more people playing the game? Absolutely. But I think right now we would benefit more from from building more education and exposure around the sport period so that we can start building up home teams and home leagues and things like that.
1: No, I agree with you. I mean, honestly, like, if we're talking about roller skating magazines, (laughs) I wish that there was a universal, like, skating magazine that would have that education rather than, you know, favoring particular people over others or highlights more you know not be more like skateboarding because we're not it's roller skating i wish that there was more of like okay this is what happened in all of roller skating which there probably is a magazine and i'm probably just missing it because i don't pay for subscriptions i hate that um (laughs) but you know i wish that was a thing where you know you could be like hey check this out here's different options of roller skating here's the education for roller skating Here's what we can do. And there needs to be,
0: on top of that, like you'll you're gonna go and watch a roller derby game now on WFTDA, right? And you're gonna go check that out. It's it's easy to also even get lost in that when you don't know what's going on because there's so much going on all at once. So yeah, I think there needs to be like even shorter breakdowns of that. Um and and you know education of like a breakdown of play. I mean I, I'm Canadian like I've lived in Canada my whole life I still don't I don't understand hockey because I've never tried to understand hockey like I can go to a game and I'm like, oh yeah, they passed the puck, they passed the puck, they passed the puck oh look they scored like that's about as much as I know about hockey um because I've never like actually tried. but when I watch a game, even when I'm listening to the commentators, like I can't follow along with what's happening. So I think somebody needs to create some form of watching and learning about it um, at a very, very simplified pace. And that's what I'm doing with my team now, too. Like as I'm ensuring that I'm adding theory into every practice and while it's extremely easy to get really excited about it and want to tell you the eight hundred things that go on on the track all at once, I'm like, "Okay, let's just set up how you start the game okay these these are these players, these are these players. You have to stand in front of this line, and you have to stand behind this line. That's it like that's all you're going to remember for tonight next week we'll I'll tell you something new." <laughs>
1: No, really. Alright, Daniel. We're gonna have to figure out some educational program now. Outside of Adeline's case on the podcast. New yeah. One. How to properly yeah. do everything. A book. Um, write a book. No yeah, joking. <laughs> I have dyslexia. I don't know how well that That's will what go. Editing's for oh it's gosh. fine <laughs> So i got sterling yeah, in the exactly. back sterling, <laughs> we're writing a book <laughs> uh, sterling. no he has dyslexia too so it'll probably be auto-generated um but yeah no i love it um is there anything else you want to add or share about roller derby before we like close out um
0: yeah if anybody's thinking about joining derby absolutely do it if you were like i don't know i don't know like if you're introverted and scared trust me, this is your world. Like these are your people. Um, if you're a weirdo and you barely get along with people, these are your people. Um, <laughs> um, just like there's no obligation, put yourself in a position to just go sit in and watch a practice, um, take an opportunity to Ask somebody like, hey, I don't know how I feel about joining right now, but like, is there opportunity for me to just learn how to roller skate? Often getting people, just getting people on skates and rolling around. Um, Again, if it's going to click with you, it's going to click with you and you're going to love it. And I always give people the opportunity in my team and my league there's no obligation to be a player we are always looking for non-skating officials and referees you need seven refs for one game of roller derby so (laughs) refs are like a godsend and are also something that are very hard to come by um so you can still participate and refs have to be on skates you can still learn about the entire game Reffing is extremely hard and can also be very intimidating, but there's no contact part of it. So it's also something you can grow. Um, Yeah, just go give it a try. Remember, you're probably an adult and you're going to think you should be perfect the first time you try it. (laughs) You won't be. (laughs) And learning is not linear. So just keep going for it. And you're going to learn one skill and be super amazing at it and have another skill that takes you weeks, months, maybe years to actually perfect and learn. But the only way you're going to learn is to go to practice. And that's what I tell everybody when they're like, oh my God, you're so good at skating. And I'm like, it's because I practice because I skate all the time. Like I wouldn't be this good. I was like Bambi on ice when I started too
1: yep we all gotta go there um yeah I mean honestly like what I can wrap up from roller derby is don't be sad at home wishing you had friends go to roller derby and make some friends and get fit in the process it's honestly like that was some of the best shape I've gotten in my life is because of roller derby and it was fun and it just was uplifting I've never felt better in my life when I was doing roller derby I hope to do it again Hopefully this summer. So we'll see. But everything that you're saying. And my tip for anybody who
0: has a hard time and is dragging ass to get out of the house to go to practice. Because I have 100% experienced that as well. Pack your bag before you need to go and have it ready either at your door or already in your car. And push through The discomfort and anxiety of having to leave your house and go do something, especially if you're not somebody who often does that, um, that is a very real thing for a lot of people. And the more you cave and give into it and stay home, the harder it gets to get your ass out the door and go to practice. You will never leave practice. You will never leave roller derby practice. In my experience, of course anything can happen but you are never going to very likely never going to leave roller derby practice feeling worse than when you showed up it is such a, an amazing place to just check your shit at the door show up power through for an hour or two or however long your your thing is and like you'll you'll feel so accomplished and happy that you did it so yeah
1: <laughs> no it's real it's real you spin out facts that's science <laughs> it's just science um it's just science um everyone's like even noise um <laughs> i'm just joking um well cool i think that wraps it up i mean you're the expert on this subject so if anyone has any questions shoot daniel a text i mean you're welcome more than welcome to ask me but I'm not even like a full on roller derby player. I am player player. Um I'm only half experienced. I've only gone. (laughs) If anybody is
0: feeling like down or intimidated or has questions about roller derby just like DM me on Instagram or either on obsessions of a roller skater or on my own profile at 16 bearings and I will talk your ear off. Um, I've probably been through whatever you're going through. Um, I've played for 11 years now and like I'm always happy to be there to just listen to what you have to say and if you want advice to help you out too so okay adi thank you so much for talking to me about roller derby i love it so much and i will talk your ear off about it anytime you want anytime (laughs) and everybody please uh we love to hear your thoughts and have you engage with our podcast so come follow us on instagram on youtube like comment subscribe do all the fun things reach out to us and if you have any ideas for any upcoming episodes we'd love to know what you want to hear about